Hey guys, welcome back to Cups and Combos, where we get comfortable and touch on some not-so-comfortable topics. This is your girl, Martasia Person, and I just want to take a quick second to pray over everyone who is living in the Midwest or the East Coast, wherever there is snow right now, because Mother Nature got a real bad attitude. She is not letting up, y'all. And this snow is on some real... Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? In my Meek Mill voice, bull child, I am really craving flip-flops and ice cream at this point. So this is just a reminder to drive safe. Get off y'all phone while driving. Nothing is more important than your life and you need your life to be an entrepreneur. So drive safe. Today's episode is titled From Hustle to Flow. And no, I'm not talking about the movie with the whoop that trick anthem, y'all. Get it together. We got to do better. I'm talking about turning your hustle into a growing business. For starters, I would like to touch on my experience with the topic. And to be completely honest, if you would have asked me 10 years ago what I wanted to be, an entrepreneur would have never been my answer. It's not something that I planned or ever thought that I would be stepping into. It's kind of something that I just grew into. And now looking back where I am now, looking back at my past, I can definitely highlight certain areas of my life where I was all about my money on some baby boss type stuff, but I just didn't compare it to entrepreneurship at the time or identify it as entrepreneurship. I thought I was just hustling because I had to get it by any means. I didn't have a cookie cutter childhood. I would pretty much describe my childhood as complex. There were times where I like basic necessities. There were even times where I didn't even have my parents. So if I had like a dollar for every hungry night or unsure night that I experienced, it would really all be worth it. And it's easy to say that I was forced to grow up at a very early age. So while my peers were living with no worries, I was just really just trying to figure it out. I was going through the motions and I was raised by the streets that I grew up in. So contrary to that, I had to learn how to fend for myself. I had to learn how to hustle very early. So it was pretty much like, okay, whose hair can I do? Whose kids can I watch? What applications can I fill out so I can make sure that I'm going to make it through this struggle? And because of my complex past and my lack of understanding with what was going on in my life or why I was even given the life that I was given, I actually became a pretty angry teenager. I expressed myself through anger a lot because it was the only emotion that I can identify with. It basically became my voice. And as a result of that, I ended up getting kicked out of four different high schools. I actually attended five high schools. And it's fair to say that college was never anything ever on my radar. I actually didn't even know or hear about college until my final high school, which was predominantly white. And once I figured out that I did have the chance to attend a college, I completely changed my life around. My first major was actually social work. So over the course of my life, I've probably had to visit about three social workers. And I would go in and I would talk about the things that I was going through. And of course, I would get emotional. I would cry because this is the first time that I'm actually opening up to someone. In the moment, I was just going through the motions. I was pretty stoic growing up. I never really discussed what was going on in life. That's not something we really do in our community. So this is the first time that I'm actually being able to talk about 
what I felt. And of course, it's a a very emotional thing to do to open up for the first time. And the reason why I stopped going to these social workers, I probably visited each of them one time and never returned is because each of them offered me depression pills. And I'm happy that I had the mindset that I did at this age because as a teenager, you're very naive and you don't really understand the effects that drugs can have on your body. But because I've seen that in my family history, because I've seen the effects that it had on somebody very dear to me, I decided early on that I wasn't going to do drugs. And to me, a depression pill was a drug, something that would have a long-term effect on me. So I decided that I wasn't going to indulge in it and it's actually something that made me very angry in a way because I felt like if I'm coming in here and I'm talking to you about my problems and the first thing you do is offer me a pill then how are you really trying to help me like you're not going to give me any advice you're telling me that there's no way out of this besides taking a substance so I was actually very passionate about being that person that these teenagers could relate to because I experienced things that they could have been experiencing as well. And I really wanted to be that person to just talk them through their struggles. But to say the least, I am a designer for those who don't know. So the social work field for me just became uh, boring, kind of. Like the black and white books just was not exciting to me. So I ended up minoring in art. I ended up starting a YouTube channel and I was getting recognition for being like the best dressed on campus and people really took notice of the things that I was doing. So a friend of mine who's actually from California came to me one day and he was like, yo, have you heard of this school called FIDM? It's in LA, it's for fashion designers. And I never heard of it, so I decided to check it out. And literally, when I seen the website, I just fell in love. Not so much with the majors, because I was very oblivious to the fashion industry at this point, but more so with the palm trees. Like, I'm from the Midwest. I had never left the Midwest at this point. This is my first time seeing anything different from the scenery that I've been seeing since I was yay high. So... Seeing palm trees, blue skies, sand, all of that really spoke to me, and I really wanted the chance to experience something new. So I decided to apply, and I got accepted, and I started my transition to L.A. And knowing what I know now, now that I've grown in my relationship with God, it was definitely ordered by him. Like Those steps were definitely ordered because... Literally everything fell into place. I had to explain to these people why I went to five different high schools. I had to find a place to live. I literally did not find an apartment, a job, none of that until like two weeks before school started. So literally everything just fell into place and I knew that my steps were ordered. So then I began my transitioning to L.A. So now I'm here. Great. But when I tell you L.A. is a different girl, child, my first apartment was $4,000 a month for a two-bedroom. How did I pay that at 19 years old? I don't know, but I knew that I needed to hustle. And at this point, I still had my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel was called Bo Bonaire. I would do DIY denim, and people really seemed to be interested in the things that I was creating, so taking my hustle mentality that I had since a very young age, I decided to start selling the things that I was creating. 
I was just trying to make some extra coins on the side just so I can be able to provide the lifestyle that I needed to get me through school. So that's what turned my YouTube channel into a brand itself. I ended up branding it out and started doing like t-shirts and hats and things of that sort. And I thought I was just a boss. Like I was doing fashion shows. I was doing photo shoots. I was just... I, well, I thought I was just doing the, the dang thing, but I wasn't really doing nothing at all. I just had a hustle. And I want you guys to understand that there is a difference between having a hustle and then having an actual business, like being a hustler and being an entrepreneur. A hustler may start something on the side because they want another stream of income and they just want to make some extra coins so they can pay a bill or two, but it's not something that they actually plan on growing. And that's what an entrepreneur does. An entrepreneur finds a need and they fill it and they build a team and they hire people on and they build connections across and they file taxes and they file an LLC and literally do all the preparation to make sure that they prosper. And that's not what I was doing at the time. I was literally just investing money and money and money into a hustle. And I didn't really realize that until I had to really sit down and think about what I was doing. And that was actually like over a year later when I ended up homeless in L.A., at this point where I ended up homeless, I had lost a couple other things in my life to where I just felt so empty, so incomplete, and I really just had to be still and really figure out what am I doing? Like, why am I here? Why am I choosing to struggle? Why am I choosing to live out this dream? And again, because of my trouble past there's a lot of things that I block off and it takes for something to occur in my life for me to remember certain things about my childhood and that was one of those moments where I had remembered a precious moment in my childhood that I had blocked off like I remembered um when I was younger I would make my Barbie dolls clothes out of socks or I would stack my mom's totes up in the hallway, dress up in her clothes, and walk across like I was a model. I never had any recollection of what a model was or what a designer was at this age. That was something that was just always in me. So having that flashback made everything in that moment make sense. That was the first time I was like, wow, I've always been a designer. I've always been an entrepreneur. It just took certain things to drive that out of me. So once I figured that out, I was convinced this this is my purpose. I never thought I would be a fashion designer. I never even knew anything about fashion design. But all of a sudden, I'm here in L.A. at a fashion institute and I'm homeless. It literally made everything make sense to me. And I know that that's crazy to say, but you will find out some stuff about yourself when you are at your lowest moments. And I found out a lot of things about myself when I was at my low. So, yes, I ended up being homeless for a couple of months. I got through it. It is what it is. I overcame it. I shall prevail. I ended up graduating college. First one in my family to do it. Woo -woo. And it was beautiful. Both of my parents were there. I cried, real thug tears. And after that, I was like, L.A. has been real. 
like I'm done. I'm going home where it's going to be a little bit more easier. And it wasn't because I literally cannot find a job in my field at all. And you cannot tell me that I just went through all of this struggle. I just went through all of that to come home and to work at the bank or to work at a retail store. Like I was not convinced. So at this point, I'm just like, what do I do? Do I stay here? Do I move? Do I rob a bank? Should I set it off? Like, what should I do? But because I'm a go-getter, because I'm going to make it work regardless, I decided to create the opportunity that did not exist because that's what an entrepreneur does. I decided to remember those low moments that I had in LA. I decided to remember why I started fighting in the first place. I decided to remember the people that I know were watching my journey. And because of them, because of my why, I didn't want to give up because I didn't want to give them the permission to give up as well. And I don't ever want to give off the impression that it's been easy, but it will be worth it. And I plan on being that living example to show you that it it is worth it. And because of that, I decided to really just figure this entrepreneur thing out. I decided to figure out how to crack the code to my hustle mentality. And in my darkest moments, I was giving God ideas. Not just good ideas, but God ideas. My trap event, my design consulting business, my youth camp, my brand, this podcast child. I am literally on my soldier boy. You better tell him it's possible. You'll see me influencing many while I'm worth 30 million serial entrepreneur in the making. Let the church say amen. God has literally blessed me with so many ideas that has helped so many people. And not only did he send me the ideas, but he also sent me the resources. He sent me the messages. He sent me the sermons. He sent me the teachers that have helped me crack the code. And it really just started with getting my foundation laid. There's no point in investing tons of money into your hustle, something that is not going to multiply over time. So I really had to just get my my foundation laid. Do you have an LLC? Do you have a business bank account? Are you going to hire an accountant or accountant system? Do you need any trademarks or protection rights? What about contracts? What about your digital platforms? Is your website and social media up to date? Like all of those things that I had to realize that I was doing wrong and I was paying, I was paying for that in the end. And that's what really sucks about going first because there's no real blueprint on how to do everything step by step. I've literally been on this entrepreneur journey since 2014 and I'm just now obtaining my LLC as of last year. This will be my first year doing legal taxes. So in the beginning, I probably thought I was a big boss. I probably thought I was an entrepreneur, but I was just simply a hustler. So if you really want to turn your hustle into a flow, in my simplest terms, you need to get your house in order. Take yourself serious. Invest in the right people. Research your market and prepare yourself to prosper. Before we leave, I just want to give you guys some advice to take home. I'm sure that if you are tuned into the show, you're either thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or you may already be an entrepreneur. So I just want to give you guys some gems to take home with you. 
my first tip would be to really just check your calling because everybody is not called to be an entrepreneur. Let's just be blunt. There are some people that God has called to start that business, but there's other people that God has called to help that business grow. So really just check, what are you called to do? Are you called to be an entrepreneur or are you called to be an author or maybe a chef? If you cannot fathom the thought of failing, the thought of possibly going broke, the thought of working 24-7 because this is not a 9-to-5, you clock out for 30 minutes, this is a around-the-clock type of thing. If those are things that are going to shake you or cause you to fall under pressure, then entrepreneurship is not for you. So really just check, what are you called to do? My second tip would be to get started. We often get caught up in being so much of a perfectionist that it hinders us from starting that business idea. I always tell my clients, like, it's okay to be 90% ready and learn the other 10% along the way. Because there's some things that you can only learn by implementing in your business and then making those corrections and getting that feedback. Also, we trip up over things that are out of our control. But if God has given you that vision, he would give you the provision to see it through. For instance, money has always been an issue for me, but I didn't allow it to be a hindrance and stop me from starting my business. I literally started my business with $200. My first month of business, I made 13k. So if money is the issue, God will send you the money. If resources are the issue, God will send you the resources. So really just step out on faith and trust in your vision and get started. My third tip would be to build bridges. If you are in a room full of other people, chances are you can network with somebody that can help improve your business. Whether the person next to you is your assistant or that person over there is a photographer or that person over there is an accountant or that person over there can introduce you to somebody else that they know that can help you in your business, make sure you're building those bridges across because so many times we get caught up in looking up at the CEOs, the P. Diddy's, the higher-ups of the company that we miss sight of the people that's sitting right next to us. And it's okay to be looking up at those people because you should always have somebody in your circle that's going to keep you on your toes and push you to be the greatest person that you can be. But also make sure you're networking across and building those bridges across because together we are stronger. I love this quote that says, when you go alone, you go fast. But when you go in a pack, you go far. I'm going to let that register. I want to leave the floor open. So if you guys have any questions you would like me to answer on the show, please email me at martasiaperson at gmail.com or connect with me on Instagram at designerpreneur. I will leave the link for both of those in the show notes. Thank you for listening. I will meet you guys here next week. Mwah.